Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personalities shaping the stories. Special Edition is a production of Intercom Communications. It's a weekend of celebration for Easter and Passover, and thanks for spending part of it with us here at Special Edition. I'm Paula Dagnan. We'd like to introduce you to Danielle Kleha. She is a local country artist who has been bringing her music more into the Nashville community. She hasn't forgotten about growing up here in Northeast Pennsylvania and how difficult sometimes going to school can be. So she decided she has a band, she has a positive attitude, so she put them all together to form the Positive Youth Tour. Danielle, you are quite the woman. Well, you're here, you. you're there, you're everywhere. Last time we had you here, you were talking about veterans. Yes. And the work that you do with veterans. Now, you're taking your music, your personality, your talent, your experience, and you're moving into high schools. Yes. And not only high schools, but grade school, wherever, wherever they want to hear about it. What are they hearing about? Yeah, this is, uh, it's called the Positive Youth Tour that I created. And I am just so excited to finally see it coming to life. And it's been a, a dream of mine for a really long time. And we briefly started this, you know, a couple years ago, where we just kind of got to touch on it here or there. And, uh, you know, within the past year or so, I would say, I've just been brainstorming and brainstorming and brainstorming of how we can make this a legit tour, make this a thing. And uh, I mean, it's finally here. You know, we did our our pre-kickoff. And basically what the Positive Youth Tour is, is my band and I go into schools. I share a little bit of my own stories, my own messages on anti-bullying, on following your dreams, on staying positive, just self-worth, being a overall kind person in life. Um, because I'm somebody that suffered from bullying, still do, you know, that's... Well, that's the nature of <laughs> the business. That's just it, you know. Yeah, it's, a, it's unfortunate. Absolutely. But uh, I just feel like if I can share my message and my story, and, you know, if I get to touch at least one student in the audience with it, then, you know, we're doing something right. And uh, then we conclude with a mini concert. My entire band is there, and it is just one of the most amazing things that I've gotten to do thus and, far. And you did have one. This was at Mid-Valley? Yes. In Mid-Valley High School. What What did you tell them? What did they, what did they expect when they walked into the auditorium? It's really pretty cool, honestly, because I don't think they know what they're going to expect. I think they're briefed on, you know who I am or, you know, what's coming. Maybe some of them know who I am or, you know, they might not. And I think when they hear that there's, you know, a bullying assembly. Mm. Yeah, mm. exactly. <laughs> you know, they think it's just going to be somebody they're talking for, 
60 minutes and basically, you know, right? (laughs) And uh, for the first half, you know, I do talk. But I kind of just lay it all out on the table for them. And, you know, my one of the first things that I say is I'm only 23. I just turned 23 in January. So I let them know that I have been in their position like not that long ago. You know what I mean? It, It wasn't that long, you know, that... I was just a senior, a junior, you know, in high school. And, um, you know, I just share stories that that I have dealt with. Give me one. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) One right off the top of your head. (laughs) Um, Most recently, I mean, I can can go all the way back to, you know, I think fourth grade was the first time that I actually ever had to deal with a bully. And, uh, you know, it was because of being a singer. That was the, the first thing, you know, they went on my, of course, Facebook, Twitter, all of that wasn't like, you know, around MySpace was right at that point, right. I think. But I had a guest book on my website. You know, you remember you go on to guest books and leave a little comment. And these girls went on on school computers yet and uh, left some pretty nasty comments about me, like really nasty. More than just who do you think you oh, are? Oh, yes. <laughs> Way nastier than that. Way nastier. And it was like fourth grade, you know? So, uh, of course, the big thing was always, you know, to check my guest book. Mm. And went home that day, checked it, saw all of this, and I was crushed. So crushed. Sure. Didn't know who did it, of course, at first. But uh, I remember, and this is actually the one of the stories that I started off with, you know, for, for, our, first, uh, for our first tour stop. And I said, I remember my parents sitting me down. And saying, listen, you know, was it right of them? Absolutely not. You know, did they do this the the right way? Absolutely not. No, you don't do that to people. You don't say those kind of things. But in a, I don't want to say in a more harsh way, but they kind of did look me in the eye and say, listen, Danielle, if this is what you want to do, you got to get a thick skin. Mm -hmm. And again, that was fourth grade. Fourth grade? Yeah. Fourth grade? That's, it's just, it's amazing to me to think yeah. fourth grade, nine years old. Yeah, something like that, yeah, right? Like where, 10, something yeah, like that. Where, where, you're, where you're dealing with this and now you're right. You're another generation. Yeah. Where in my time, yes, we did have bullies. Right. Back in the day. Yeah. And that's when the dinosaurs were roaming the oh, earth and no. all that kind of stuff. But when um when now when you look at it and you can bring this right into your home. Yeah. Through Facebook, through Twitters, through guest pages. Yeah, and you know what? I love social media. I really really do because it's the way that I connect with my fans whether they're here, whether they're in another state, another country even. But there is a line too. And you know, <sighs> It's a negative for me in a lot of ways because to this day, again, if we're going to say I was 10 years old at that point, 13 years later here, my parents still sometimes have to sit down and go, Danielle, mm-hmm. got to have a thick skin. You just got to let it, you know, run off your back. There's people that'll hop on my Facebook or like Instagram direct messages or whatever it is. And they don't like the way I wear my hair. They don't like, you know, the jewelry I wear. They don't. And sometimes comments are super harsh i mean you know that like we we all deal with it and it's it's not it's not only that you look at politicians yeah you look at tv uh people who uh, are reading a newscast yeah 
You look at just a person who's in a store somewhere. Yep. And you have to, you can go on these places now where you can make a comment. Mm-hmm. And well, I'm never going back to that store because that man was wearing bad cologne. Yeah. Who knows? It's, it is just, so how do you deal with that? How do you tell the students to then deal with that? My main thing that I always say is, you know what? Words hurt. You know, that is, that's for sure a thing. Like you just said, it, you know, words hurt no matter who you are, where you're from, what your age is, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you're 10 again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I said, you know what? Surrounding yourself with the right people, surrounding yourself with positive people, people that care about you, people that will stand there and kind of just laugh at those things with you. I think that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And to just have somebody to look at, whether that is a singer, an actor, your parents, you know, aunt, uncle, whatever it may be for for them, somebody to look at to just go like, okay, look at this person got through this, this person got through this. And that's my main goal is that if I could stand on that stage for a half hour, talk to them, and then pull my band up and show them that like, okay, here's my stories, here's the before, and then show them in that 30 minutes of playing music that here's the after though, like look at what I get to do, look at what I've gotten to do, you know, here's my journey now. Mm -hmm. And to just kind of show them that you could get past anything, you know, if you work hard, if you continue to dream big, if you stay positive, surround yourself with the right people, you could get through it. Let's talk a little bit about that. The dreaming big, the right people, the working hard. You started this way back when? Yeah. When you were in fourth grade or before? Um, I think I was nine years old. when so that's I, like, right around there. You know, I started singing at three. Ever since I was three, I have wa- wanted to be a singer. That's it. There's never been anything else. I've never, like, you know, swayed away from that. And my parents, as a three-year-old little kid, they listened to me. And, you know, ever since then, they've supported me and they've stood behind me, which I'm so grateful for. And, uh, you know, I think no matter what you do, it's a hard journey. Mm. It, it doesn't matter if you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, you know, it really doesn't matter what you're doing in the world. It, it's a hard journey. You're on your own path, your own thing. And what one other person does doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Right. You know what I mean? So where has your journey taken you? I know Nashville yeah. has been has been there in the forefront, yes. but you had to go a lot of a lot of sites. You have you have to kiss a lot of frogs before you can find your prince. For sure. So right? you had to go down a lot of blind alleys before yeah. you got to Nashville. Yeah, that's oh my gosh, absolutely. Um, something that's really important to me is to kind of create my own path to my dream not necessarily follow what someone else did or, you know, that's great for them in in my mind, you know, but I, it's really important to me to kind of forge my own path, take the road less traveled by if you, you you know, really Mm want to use a quote around it. Um, And that's kind of what we're doing. I'm so thankful and, and, you know, just so blessed for, again, you know, my parents and, and all that they do in supporting me and my team that's behind me, you know, from, my publicist, to my band, to literally every single person on my team that travels with us, that goes to these shows, that it takes a village to do what we do. 
And I always say that I'm blessed with the best because they, they really are. We all have the same vision in mind. We have the same dream in mind. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just working to that, to that end goal, to that dream. And I'm just so excited to have the Positive Youth Tour be such a big part of that now. When you're explaining this to students, they look at these celebrities yeah. They look at these singers, and I won't start naming names, because you have your own in your head right. that everybody immediately thinks of. Sure. And they think they woke up one morning, grabbed a microphone, put on some makeup, walked yeah. out there, and said, I'm here, love me. <laughs> you are so, so right. But not true. It's no. not true. Not at all. Not even, Not even the closest thing to true. And it's funny that you bring that up because actually a point that I brought up during, you know, the Positive Youth Tour was the fact that I said, you know what, it's fine to admire somebody, of course, you know, to have a role model per se and mm-hmm. to look at somebody in a way, as long as they're inspiring and, you know, you're looking at them in a sense of if they did something, you know, I could do it too. But comparison is such an unhealthy road to to go down mm-hmm. in in my opinion in my own past experiences and it's hard for me sometimes too it that is something that that I do struggle with as well is you know again with social media you know you open Instagram and you look at somebody else and you're like oh my gosh like come on how how is this you know <laughs> how is that possible right, it, you know <laughs> but that's something that you know in turn again, Everybody that's on my side, that's on my team, and when I say team too, I mean just friends and people that care about me in general, is they know that's something that, you know, I struggle with in my own mind and that's something that, so they help me with that, you know, they help me, whatever, laugh things off or or just like. What do you do for a bad day? Does Danielle ever have a bad day? Danielle does have bad days. (laughs) Believe me. And, you know, I think that that's something, that's always something I like to bring up too, bring it up on my social media a lot too actually is I try to be as positive as I possibly can and you know I think people look at that and think like wow you know she's never sad she's never mad that's not true you know I'm human at the end of the day I you know I want to radiate a positive energy and I'm so happy that that's what I put out there but I always like to be real about things too and you know we all have bad days like I said we're Wasn't human there a car accident you yeah, and your mom. There was. Um, my mom and I were actually hit by a drunk driver mm-hmm. at the end of uh, two thousand and boy, was that the end of two thousand seventeen? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, and uh, that was a really, a really difficult thing. You know, still dealing with the effects of that. You know, physically, mentally. You share that um, with the kids. You know what? That is something that I plan on sharing, especially. With some of the older grades that we go into, because mm-hmm. I always like to touch upon, you know, dangers of drugs, it, alcohol, drinking and driving, you know, anything like that. It can happen to you. Absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, that's something that uh, I actually wrote a song on my new EP about Head for Home. It's the last song on the on the EP. Around and around and around and around and around. I'd be the one to say I, I need some saving from myself And I never 
And uh, that's something that, you know, like I said, we're all human. We, we deal with things. We, but how you deal with the things, I think, is the most important. And, uh, you know, to answer your question, a bad day for me is just, <laughs> I don't know, you know, maybe write a song. It depends on what kind of bad day I'm having, you know? <laughs> Sometimes, if you're like me, you pull the covers over your head. Right? That's it, you know? Just... <laughs> Put a good Hallmark movie on. Anybody grab... who knows me knows I love the Hallmark channel. Grab so. the puppy. Right? Grab the puppy. Exactly. The puppies are the best for the for the hugs. For sure. One of the other things, too, and, and I, I want to mention this as well, because you brought up the EP that, the, that mm-hmm. you have is your whole career. Where do you want to go? Where do you see, you know, you talk about the dream and that's something that you're imparting to these audiences. Yeah. Where do you see yourself? Ultimately, uh, you know, I would love to be just an everyday household name in the, in the country music industry, just a national act. And one of my biggest dreams is to uh, perform on the Grand Ole Opry. Mm-hmm. So again, everybody that that knows me or that's on my team knows that that's that's like a, a huge huge goal for me. Um, so ultimately, just like I said, be be a household name, be a person in the music industry that people look up to, that people admire, and I think that people look at as real. Mm. That's something that's really important to me. That is not, very important. Not put on a perfect facade like you just said you look at a lot of celebrities and you know not life isn't always that perfect right and i think it's important to talk about your imperfect days as well and speaking of that again when we're talking about going to the schools Mm -hmm. you walk out on stage and you say they introduce you as country artist yes Uh, that's not you yeah. So how do you deal with that? You know what? I think that uh you know music is music is the the universal language. That's what I always like to say. And I always say that music makes a difference. So I think at first it's funny, you know, that you mentioned that because when some of them hear not everybody's a country music fan, you know what I mean? Everybody's different. Right? It's my goal to to turn you if you're not a country music fan. I hope that by the time, you know, you you listen to my music or leave a show that you are. At least appreciate. And you know what? It's really cool because I've had so many people leave a show and say, you know what? I'm in no way a country music fan, but I love your music. And that means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And again, during a positive youth tour, I always like to say, you know, do we have any country music fans here? And there's always, you know, there's always country music <laughs> is huge right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's really amazing. And, uh, you know, for, for at Mid Valley High School, there was tons of country music fans. But there's still the kids, too, that you could see are like, eh, you know, that's not me. Right. But by the end of it. They're up front. They're singing and dancing along just like the rest of them. It's all about having fun. It is all about the positive attitude. It is. And the nice thing about your tour 
is that you are offering it to anyone yes. who would like to be involved. So it's not just schools, no. it's clubs, it's groups, it's how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, they can definitely, they can head to daniellesings.com. It's D-A-N-I hyphen E-L-L-E sings.com. All of the contact information for my publicist for booking, all of that is right on there. Or you can email uh, Kleha, D-K-L-E-H-A-D at gmail.com. And uh, we are doing just a bunch of different things. It's not only schools. You know, we're talking about in the summertime doing, you know, camps and clubs and things like that. And we're just so excited to bring it wherever we are welcome. And, you know, same goes for sponsors as well. We can't do this without our sponsors. You know, um, so if anybody is interested in sponsoring, you know, we welcome them to come on board as well because that's what, you know, this is all about. And, you know, just spreading the positivity and the music. You better say hi to all your group. Yeah. You better mention those names. Rattle them off. Oh, my gosh. Please. There's so many people. I mean, of course, you know, my parents, my mom, my dad, my my band, you know, Al, Jean, um, Matt, Ed, Rhett, our sound man. We got Maria, Tony, Jim, like the list goes. Who's the puppy? Shiloh, of course. Can't forget Shiloh. She was a little mad that she was not coming today. Not well, going to lie. She I'm, was, you know. I'm a little mad that you didn't bring her. Next time. Next time. Next time. We will Promise. do that. Once again, give us the contact information. Absolutely. The easiest way is head to daniellesings.com, D-A-N-I hyphen E-L-L-E sings.com. And you go to the contact site there and, you know, you could find everything right there. Thanks again to Danielle Kleha for joining us today on Special Edition with information about the Positive Youth Tour. Special Edition continues in just a moment, and when we come back, we're going to meet Lee Lachette and Michelle Riley. They're involved in the Phoenix Performing Arts Center in Durier production of Jesus Christ Superstar. Don't go away. Thank you for joining us on Special Edition this weekend during the observances of Easter and Passover. Coming up next weekend, once again, the Phoenix Performing Arts Center in Durier will present Jesus Christ Superstar. Michelle Riley plays the part of Judas. The director, Lee Lachette, has the details. You are the director. Yes. Tell us about, first of all, where is this happening? At the Phoenix Performing Arts Center in Durier. Jesus Christ Superstar, one of my favorites, has been around for a long time. But tell our listeners today, what is the difference in your production rather than all of the others that anyone has probably ever seen? We are supporting an entire female cast. How are you doing that? And we're doing it with amazing, amazingly talented women. Whatever gave you the idea to bring this, first of all, and then give it that, oh, here's something different. Well, Jesus Christ Superstar is always usually done around Easter holiday. Right. Most of the companies, you know, jump right in there and take over. And we very rarely take a chance. We don't like to compete. And our twist with the female cast came from um, a few years back. There was an all-female concert done of Jesus Christ Superstar. Around here? No, it was not. It's, it's up on YouTube. And one of my 
people at Phoenix got the idea, my musical director, Jen Johnson Hamer, she goes, why don't you do all female? And I was like, okay. Wow. So here we are. Now that you're doing this, what have you run into? Because again, there's nothing written anywhere that said that it had to be male. No. So what have you run into now that you're telling people we're doing Jesus Christ Superstar, but they're all female? We are doing it exactly the way it was written. Um, The biggest problem is, of course, the vocals. They're written for male. Some of them are very low. We did have to transpose a couple of the songs, but for the most part, these women are carrying it with a wide range and talented beyond belief. Um, Playing a male, most women have a bucket list of a male role they'd love to play. Mm. Well, all these females are just jumping right in on that. So who is who is Jesus? Our Jesus is Kate Mangan. Um, she's the uh, director at Wyoming Area Drama oh. Club. Yes, she just got done coming out of a run of Mamma Mia. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. That's, my nephew was in that, as yes. a matter of fact. Well, their director, so, Kate, is our Jesus. I'm going to have to have you just step over to the side okay. because we're bringing in <laughs> Judas. I can't hey. believe that Michelle Riley is playing Judas. I can't either. No. <laughs> what did you think about this? Well, you know, this all started because the Phoenix Theater was my project, my group project with uh, Wilkes-Barre Leadership. And so when we finished up, of course, I fell in love with Lee immediately, first time I met her, and falling in love with the theater and seeing the great things that she's doing for the community and oh, with the kids, the way she works with the kids. And uh, she said when it was over, hey, I'm doing this all-female cast of Jesus Christ Superstar. Why don't you audition? So I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> so I auditioned, and then she's like, okay, you're Judas. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then it's like, whoa. So I really got to channel my inner rock star, you know, which is so much fun. I'm having a blast with it. I, I'm so grateful that I have this opportunity. So, I mean, I'm kind of old to just be getting it. It's my first, first time doing live theater ever. So, and you're starting off as Judas? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, you gotta... if, if you're any indication <laughs> what the rest of the cast is, this is incredible. What it's did fun. you think? It's so surreal and it's so amazing. What an experience and what an amazing cast. She cast it perfect. It couldn't be cast any better. I love being Judas. Uh, you know, I have to cry. I get thrown on the floor twice. I fall to my knees twice. I'm climbing scaffolding. My thighs are killing me right now. Um, and we won't we're... tell you what happens at the end <laughs> yeah. to Judas. Got to gotta go there, yeah. yeah. So it's really, you know, you got to cry. You got to put your whole heart and soul into it. And it's challenging, and I'm, I'm just loving it. I'm so blessed to have this opportunity. Can't thank Lee enough for putting me in this role. When you think about all of the people that have come before and have played this role. Yeah. What was your thought process when you went and you looked at the script and said, this is going to be me? I actually started watching videos. You know, I'm watching a lot of Brandon Dixon, who played the part with John Legend on the last TV. In fact, we're emulating a lot of that one and um, watched it over and over again. I started watching the 70s movie and I was like, no, this is not it. Oh, I love the 70s yeah. movie. <laughs> but uh, so modern day. But after watching it and I thought, yeah, I could do this. Let's just do it. And um, you watch it over and over again. You prepare yourself and and then you become that character. So 
it, it's, it takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, and a lot of effort, and with great direction of Lee, I, I think we're going to pull it off. Oh. Lee, Lee's got confidence. Like, she sees it from the other side, and uh, she's just she's just thrilled, and she's the best. Lee, come on, and yeah. uh, let me uh, let me get back to you because of the fact that we're talking cast members. You're going up doing this performance, and you don't know that Michelle is going to come out and audition. You don't know you're going to be fortunate enough to have all of the... What did you think? When, when you know, because the guys come out for all this. Right. Now, all of a sudden, I'm doing this with women. And how do I know I'm going to get the women? Actually, it's very easy. It's easier to get women than it is to get men in live theater. Men you usually scrounge for, and you're you're very blessed to get two or three. So when doing a production like this, the women come out of the woodwork. Because like I said, every woman has a bucket list of somebody, some male role they want to play in their life. I know I have one. I don't know if you ever, you probably never did, Michelle, but I have a bucket list of a male role I'd love to play. What? Will I ever get the opportunity? What? Probably not. I would love to be the master of ceremonies in cabaret. <gasps> that would be fun. Yes. yes. That would that be is, fun. That is my bucket list. Yeah, that would but be. But I'll probably never get the chance because... You know, if they have the males, they're going to cast the males. They're not going to cast the females. Well, we go back to Shakespeare's time. Right. Where the, it, it was, it, you had to have women. Right. Because you didn't have the men. Exactly. That's the way the time, maybe times will change. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Maybe times will change. If you notice, even in the live version, though, they had some females as the apostles yeah. that sat around the table. So, so we're not too far off. So we want to make sure that our audience understands you're not making a statement here. No, no. not at all. This is just an opportunity no. for the women yes. to take on these amazing roles that are... Absolutely, and to show the talent that we have in the area with our females. But what else happens there at Phoenix? <laughs> oh, lots of things. <laughs> we have things going round the clock. <laughs> Every month we put up a, a full-scale show. Uh, we, we mentor kids ages 5 all the way up to adults. Uh, we usually break them off into, of course, age ranges. But our teens and adults do, you know, full-length productions. They've tackled things like Rent, American Idiot, and all these tough shows. Mm -hmm. And we've done them with 14, 15, and 16-year-olds. Kids really step up to the plate and are challenged. Every month? Yes. We have a show going up pretty much every single month. Yes. Right now, I'm working on three. After this, we have coming up in uh, May, we have 13 the musical oh, that's with our middle one. teens, yeah. trying to give them some highlight. Then in June, we have Schoolhouse Rock with our littles, oh. aged 5 to 10. And then we'll have summer camps and all kinds of things coming up for the summer and for the rest of the year. Now, tell us about the performance dates, the times, the information, everything for Jesus Christ Superstar. And we take a break for the Easter weekend. There's no performances. But then we come back after that, April 26th to the 28th. Again, Friday and Saturday shows at 8, Sunday matinees at 2. All the tickets are $12. We are on the main street in Durier. We're in the old Kurlanchik building. Do you dare give us a note or two? Well, I got the opening number. I have the closing number. Let's see. Heavy on their minds. I Heaven on their minds. Um, superstar. Every time I look at you, I don't understand why you love the things you did get so out of hand. Oh, Fill the house. <laughs> Rock the house. We can't wait. 
thanks again to Michelle Riley and Lee Lachette for joining us on Special Edition. And don't forget, performances once again next weekend, Friday and Saturday evening and Sunday afternoon at the Phoenix Performing Arts Center in Duryea. Coming up next on Special Edition, a fundraiser for Tracy's Hope and Hospice Care Program for Domestic Animals. We're back with more Special Edition. Tracy's Hope and Hospice has a fun fundraiser coming up in May, and Denise Kumor is here to give you all the details. First of all, how are things going at Tracy's? Oh, they're going well, busy, a lot of animals, a lot of uh, care. It's springtime. And what are we saying as far as it's springtime and it's usually kitten season? Well, there's a big issue with kittens and cats, and uh, we need more help there where uh, people can come out and spay and neuter and release. A lot of the, uh, the towns are having problems with, with cat population. You have been been able to keep some of the animals on site? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we have some animals on site. And about how many is that? Um, right now, there's about seven. Oh, that's... There's about seven, so... Yeah, and then we have foster homes as well. And through all of this, what I'm leading up to is what brought you here today was actually something fun. Yes, yes. What have we got going on that we're going to start raising some funds to get us through kitten season and the upcoming summer? The designer purse bingo. It's on May 19th at Eagle McClure. Uh, doors open at 11 a.m. and the bingo's at 1. We have some great purses. Uh, it's $20 per person. And last year was a sellout, so you have to get your ticket soon. Mm, better get in on that. Yes. Do you have a number that uh, you are cutting it off at? Or? Uh, 400, 450. Yeah. And you sold out last yes, year? Yes, we did. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's great. Yeah, we did well. We paid all our vet bills off, so we want to do it again this year. Um, it gives us a good boost. Thank God for our vets. They keep everything on tap for us. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we have uh, an event like this, we can afford to pay all of our tab off. When we're talking about that, and that's why I was leading off in our discussion today, it's not a cheap endeavor. No. Not at all. No, not by a long shot. Do you have any numbers off the top of your head, even with food or, um, you know, aside from just vet visits? Well, it it, it really depends on what we're doing at the time. We do a lot of animal rights issues, and if we have to keep animals for any length of time as evidence uh, in an animal abuse case, it, our bills have gone up to 71 grand. Wow. Yes. And that's not just for one case, is it? Um, actually, the one case we did for Muzik, we had uh, 30 dogs and we had to keep them for so, so long uh, until the case closed. And uh, our bills went up to seventy-one grand just for that one case. And you don't know that going into a year in order to make your plans. No. And the thing of it is, is that case lasted five years. Mm. So we had to keep all of these animals and in excellent shape, too. You know, uh, it cost a lot. 
It's a lot, a lot of financial, a lot of emotional, you know, it, it's, it's difficult. Do you look for people to foster animals? Yes. How, do they, how yes. would they go about, what would they need for criteria? Uh, they would have to actually come to me and uh, my volunteers uh, would go out and inspect their home. It's just like having a foster child. We make sure that everything is safe. Um, uh, we do checks on people, and uh, they would foster. Uh, all their responsibility would be the food, you know, and the love and the care, and uh, we would take care of all of the vet bills. And if someone is interested in um, the animals, because I, I want to make sure that people understand that if they are looking for an animal to foster, it is different than looking for an animal to adopt. Yes, but the criteria is the same because you're going to definitely make sure that home is safe. And we have a lot of foster failures, we call them, because they, they will be a foster and then decide they want to keep the animal. So um, a lot of people go that route. Is that a failure? We call them a foster <laughs> failure, but it's, it's like uh, it's, it's just that they fall in love with the animal and they wind up keeping it, which is great. It's yeah. great. Now, in that in that respect, too, um, you also have to be careful, I would think, about people because then you can end up having a hoarding situation. Have you encountered any of that yet? Well, no. No, we haven't. Um, usually, like I said, we check out the homes and the situation before we put an animal in that home. Uh, whether it's going to be foster or adoption. Because when we go in there to check a foster, we have to make sure that that home is is okay for the animal to be adopted. Because nine times out of ten, that's what they wind up doing is adopting the animal. So if it happened once, then you already know that they they have one animal that's already at home. Yeah, And then you have to go on to the next one. Let's get back a little bit to the cost of things. And as a pet owner, I know vet visits can be very expensive, and that's even just for routine. But you have some vets that actually work with you, and oh, absolutely, we have uh, most vets do work with us. We have uh, Scranton Animal Hospital, Doctor Dorton. We have uh, the Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center in Clark Summit, Dr. DeNova, Dr. Ferguson, Dr. Panic. Um, we have uh, Memorial Vet, Dr. Noto, who has stepped up several times, Dr. Panic in Dixon City. Most of our vets are really, really good. And we have the Old Forge Animal Hospital, which is Dr. Gad. He comes out and he euthanizes for us when we have an animal that's suffering. He does our hospice program. Talk a little bit about the hospice program. How does that work? Um, it's individualized. It's always, always different. Um, uh, what we do is we bring home euthanasia where you don't have to take the animal to the vet. Um, the family can be with the animal. It's, it's better for the owners. It's better for the pet um, because they're at home in their own environment. And, of course, the animal has to be suffering. The animal has to be sick or we don't euthanize under any any other option. Um, as far as, uh, you know, counseling with the family, we spend time with the family. Um, if, if need be, um, we haven't had this recently, uh, if there's some 
dog or cat or that's that's suffering and needs care and the family has to work, sometimes we'll go in there and uh, provide uh, care while they're at work. But again, this is all your volunteers. Yes, yes. So they're not getting paid for any of this. No, they're not. And we definitely need more hospice volunteers. Um, It's a very hard program. Nobody wants to work it. Right now, we only have a a handful of volunteers that actually want to do hospice. So all of these things, when we talk about volunteers, when we talk about um, all of that area, all of the money that you raise at your upcoming designer purse bingo is all going to the animals and for them. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, like I said, we will pay off all of our vet bills and uh, then we start all over again. So it's, uh, we have great vets that, that really help us out. And that's a wonderful thing. Oh my God, it is. Yes. <laughs> I can't even imagine. And your volunteers. Oh, they're, they're priceless. They really are. Uh, we're like a family. And you're not so bad yourself. Oh, please. (laughs) Now, once again, give us the details because we want to have another sellout where you have people on a waiting list waiting to get into this. So where, when, and uh, and how they get in touch with you. Okay, it's May 19th, and it's at Eagle McClure in Old Forge, the host company. And uh, it's $20 per person for 20 games of bingo. Um, you would call me 570-457-1625, or you can send your uh, checks to Tracy's Hope Incorporated in care of the bingo. And it's 113 Foot Avenue in Durier, 18642, and we'll mail you your tickets. Can you get them at the door? Yes, but most of the time they're sold out by then. So don't wait. Oh, no. We have some great specials, too. We have a Louis Vuitton purse. We have a Vera Bradley luggage with a getaway. Um, We have a 55-inch TV. Um, So we have a lot of specials that are going on that uh, a huge wheelbarrow of cheer. Oh, boy. So it's going to be a fun time. That sounds, are you going to be a caller? No, we have a caller. Eagle McClure takes care of all that for us. <laughs> when, um, when we're also talking about that as well, you also have a Facebook page. Yes, uh, you can check us out and like our page at Tracy's Hope Hospice. And we have a website, www.tracyshope.com. And that's Tracy, T-R-A-C-E-Y. Denise Kumor, the Chief Executive Officer, Tracy's Hope and Hospice Care Program for Domestic Animals Incorporated, having their big fundraiser in May, but don't wait. Get your tickets now so you're not disappointed. Help out the animals and those who care for them. We also have details on another fundraiser coming up, this one on Sunday the 28th. It's Jog for Jude and Intercom's Webster and Nancy talk with Greg Zayak about not only raising the funds, but also the awareness. First of all, I will mention uh, the Jog for Jude 5K Run and Walk to Stomp Out SIDS is going to be taking place, but uh, we want to talk to uh Greg is with us. Yep. Hey. Good morning. Greg Zayak, uh, thanks for being with us this morning. And we're so sorry for your loss. Oh, thank you. Obviously, uh, Jog for Jude is about Jude. So if you want to sure. just tell us a little bit about Jude and, and you know, how this all began. Yeah. So uh, Jude is 
my me and my wife Theo, our second son, um, he was born uh, April nineteenth, two thousand fourteen, and he passed away at three months old in June of two thousand fourteen from sudden infant death syndrome, um, commonly referred to as SIDS, which is the number one um, cause of death in children one month to one year in the United States. So uh, you obviously wanted to do something in his memory, and this is something that raises funds to uh, you know try to find out how can we um, you know. How can we prevent this from this tragedy from happening? And it does, uh, you know, as you mentioned, uh, his age. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about SIDS and, and you know when it's most likely to strike? Yeah, so so it's 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 most likely to strike between uh, two months and four months. Um, unfortunately, not a lot is known about SIDS at this point. Um, Boston Children's Hospital, who we partner with, and Robert's program specifically. Um, th- they have done a lot of research and they've uh, kind of narrowed it down to a certain few things um, in the brainstem melatonin levels uh, or serotonin levels. Um, so they're developing that theory um, and, and, and the lead researcher from Boston um, Children's Hospital, um, Dr. Robert Goldstein, who will actually be um, in Dunmore for the race this year on April 28th. Um, so, so we're excited to have him with us this year. Um, obviously, through the years, uh, you you hear about SIDS. I think it's more like more likely to strike boys as well than girls. Yep. Not that it doesn't happen for to girls either. Uh, but there's like I'm looking at this in two different ways. You've got uh, you're raising money because you want to find out obviously sure. how is this physiologically happening. On the other hand, we also try to give awareness to folks because there are some things that it seems are better to do to try to prevent this from happening while we're trying to find out why it's happening? Right. Um, so so they call it the ABCs of sleeping, always on your back, always in your crib, um, and, and, and always alone. So every single time at nap time and nighttime. Um, so those are a few of the things. Um, that are kind of the, 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 the keys uh, for, for safe sleep for babies. Um, and, and 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 like you said, the, the foundation is, is about awareness. So so it's a it's a big day for us. Well, I'm looking at the, the, some of the stats here, and it says that that SIDS claims over 2,000 babies every year on on average, which is a, that's a stunning amount. And, and uh, the the race that is scheduled, obviously the fundraiser. Where exactly does the money go in terms of it, it breaks down how? Um, so so it's a good question. Two thirds of the net money we receive goes to. Uh, Robert's program at Boston Children's Hospital uh, towards the research, and a third of it um, stays stays in our community and goes to St. Joseph's Center Baby Pantry in Dunmore. So the, you know the Baby Pantry serves um, um, so many so many families that are in need of of the basics in life, especially children. So diapers, clothing, food, formula. Um, so so that's kind of the breakdown um, of, of where it goes. Where it goes. And we want to let people know, obviously, about the races, as we were mentioning earlier. It's Sunday, April the 28th, and it's going on at the Dunmore Community Center. Uh, how can people get involved in that? So you could um, you could sign up uh, uh, via our, our Facebook page, uh, Judaic Foundation. Um, you could sign up on our website, JudaicFoundation.com. Um, and let's spell that for them just so people know. It's uh, J-U-D-E-Z-A-Y-A-C. Correct. Okay. <laughs> com. Yep. And, and they can get involved that way, uh, which is getting larger and larger every year. I'm trying to see how many uh, people do you get involved in this? Because, and you had, also do basket raffles and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it, I, 
you know, we, we don't necessarily uh, market it this way because, it, but it's it's so much more than a 5K. We always it's easy to say that mm-hmm. it's 5K, but mm-hmm. uh, there's stuff for kids. So there's there's bounce houses, there uh, there's slides, there's face painting, um, there's food, there's drinks, there's um, all kinds of entertainment. We have all different mascots come together and they do a short little race against each other, which the kids love cheering on their favorite and, mascot. And it's a 5K run walk, so you don't have to be a marathon runner in order to get involved <laughs> with this, right? I mean, you can. It's a, it's a walk, and you can enjoy a stroll and help yeah, out too. Yeah. Exactly. They're, they're, you'll you'll have families that'll you know with their kids in the stroller, who and we also have a one mile course, so that the, they can walk that. You have your serious runners. You have kids who are trying to you know race their buddies and right. and that sort of thing. It's so just it's a great a day for families to come on out. All right, again, you can uh, go to uh, Jude Zayak Foundation. That's J U D E Z A Y A C Foundation dot com. Also, if you just look for uh, Jog for Jude, that's how I also uh, found you guys on Facebook. <laughs> we'll share the page yep. as well on our Facebook page, and hopefully, people will get involved yeah. and we can. Uh, combat this and hopefully they can find out what is causing it as well so that we can uh, just stop it. It's just so tragic. We're so sorry again. Yeah, thank you so much. The 5th Annual Jog for Jude at the Dunmore Community Center Sunday, April 28th. Thanks for listening to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personalities shaping the stories. A production of Intercom Communications. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 